Hello everybody and welcome back to the GEA Fan TV Podcast, I hope you're all keeping well. My name is Aaron, of course, your host, and today I spoke with Antrim Senior Hurling Captain Connor McCann. Great conversation with Connor today, you know, we spoke a lot about Antrim Hurling. Looking back at the 2020 Senior Hurling Championship, of course, for Antrim, in which they won the Joe McDonough Cup, winning every game, including that Crow Park win over Kerry in the final. We spoke the, about the influence of Darren Gleeson, of course, Tipperary uh, winning hurling player, of course, as well, won in All-Ireland with Tipperary, and of course, now the Antrim Senior Hurling Manager. We spoke a bit about Conor McCann's rise through the ranks with Antrim, of course, Coming up against the Clare under-21s, of course, in the 2013 final. A team that included the likes of Tony Kelly, Podge Collins and Peter Duggan, for example. So he came up against one of the you know top-class teams at a very young age indeed, of course, in the under-21 final for Antrim. Yeah, we spoke about the future of Antrim hurling, of course, as well. Looking at what could happen in 2021 for Antrim, playing in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship, coming up against the likes of the Dubs, Galway, Kilkenny, Wexford and Leash. So yeah, look at this, some very interesting conversation with Connor. I'd like to thank him for coming on and enjoy the podcast. Okay, so I'm here with a senior Antrim hurler, Connor McCann. Um, I suppose first of all, Connor, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time. Uh, how's things been going for yourself so far, and uh, what have you made of the lockdown? Uh, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. First of all, Aaron, um, no, I'm glad to glad to be able to come on. Um, no, everything everything's going good um, so far. I suppose within reason. Um, yeah, we're having, I suppose, a bit of a bit of a break at the minute, maybe a wee bit. Um, at this time of year, you're not used to, but. Um, no, everything, aside from that, everything's going pretty good, yeah. Perfect, yeah. And I suppose we'll start things off, really, by just looking at your your time playing for Antrim and then kind of reflect on uh, on last year's season for Antrim and so on. Like, obviously, in Antrim, you know, similar to, to myself here in Dublin, it's a huge population, plenty of sports, plenty of things to get involved in. Like, what was it for yourself that made you get so involved at Hurling? Um, I suppose... Um... No, similar enough, like you say, to Dublin, huge population, uh, hurling and GA and uh, is, uh, is, you know, very, very popular here. Um, everyone's seriously uh, dedicated, seriously uh, enthusiastic about, about hurling, especially and Gaelic as well. So, um, no, Antrim's a, a huge tradition, I suppose, years gone past as well. And um, I suppose for me, growing up, seeing that sort of stuff, uh, seeing teams playing well, I remember going down for many years watching uh, club teams, uh, Antrim club teams and the county teams pro- uh, progress in the All-Ireland semi-finals and finals. So um, I suppose that was that's where it probably started whenever I was very young, I was watching them teams from no age and um, I wanted to, wanted to get there myself at some stage. So. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and, and who would have been your your favorite player? Kind of biggest inspiration, maybe growing up from a from a hurling point of view. Um, there was, you know, whenever I was uh, very very small, I used to go down to Crook Park All Ireland Club Final Day, and I suppose I remember very vividly watching Dunloy. And in them years, they were very strong. I think they made five finals in a row. Um, you know, there was. The Elliots, um, you know, one of our selectors and, and managers, Gary O'Keane, they were um, and, and Dick O'Keane as well. They were they were very very strong players at that stage. But uh, Antrim, especially, you know, 
I think it was quite, uh, you know, at that stage, uh, the provincial championships progressed into the All-Ireland semi-finals. And, you know, um, I remember, I remember Denny Cahill was managing after about a couple of really, really big uh, victories and, and, and really big games against the likes of Wexford and Tipperary, there was, uh, which run, run them very close. And, um, you know, them, them teams were unbelievable at that stage, you know. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and and I suppose, like, looking at your your time playing for for Antrim, like, and I suppose in the under twenty ones as well. Like, obviously that run in in twenty thirteen, um, you know, beating the likes of Derry and and Wexford on route to the final. Like, what was it like to be part of that team, and and I suppose you know be part of that run to the the under twenty one final. I uh, so I suppose uh, probably then we we probably didn't appreciate the 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 scale of what that was and. How big I think it was at that stage. We were all quite young, and um, I think the the victory against Wexford came as a shock to, as much to to everyone else, uh, or came as much of a shock to us as it did to everyone else. We we obviously knew we were a good team, but um, I suppose getting over that line and making the first final for an Ulster team was was massive at that stage. And um, I suppose that team, if you look at the team that's played uh, played that All Ireland final, then are more or less the backbone of the squad that's there now and the senior panel. And, um, that's probably yes, been a big, big like plus and a big motivation for the team as I suppose getting back to them sort of heights again. And I know Claire gave us a, a fair, uh, they gave us a fair beating in the final. And that team, the team themselves, I think I was their third. They were going for three in a row at that stage. They were un- unbelievable. And um, but no, the, the, the I suppose that year and and everything just gave us a bit of a taste of what it could have been. And, uh, we, I suppose, have been striving to get back here ever since, even it is maybe seven, eight years uh, later, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine, all right. I'd say it was one, you know, an amazing experience as well, I suppose, playing in Crow Park as well, which doesn't come around too often. Like, in looking at some of the players in that Clare team, like you had Tony Kelly, Cottle Malone, Peter Duggan, Podge Collins, like all, you know, stars in the, the Clare senior team today. Like, what was it like going up against them? It was just, uh, I suppose, the year that was in it. It was tough. Um, they, if I can recall correct, they uh, drew the All Ireland Senior Final a week before, and and then they the replay was a week after. So they, I think, we couldn't have hit them at a worse time. Uh, you know, the squad of players they had and the form they were in, um, they they were just really hard to work with. And um, but you know, fair fair enough. We we gave it everything we could that day, and I suppose. I think they went out the week after and won the All Ireland Senior as well. They beat Cork after that, and uh, you know, just a un- unreal team. Um, but you no, know, it was a great occasion for for us and for I think it was the first Antrim team to make a final since after 1989. So um, no, it was a huge occasion. And I remember remember the crowds. The final was down in Turles. The crowds that went down to it um, travelled down, you know, in thousands. And it was it was a it was something. Yeah, it will definitely live long in memory. So. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and and even looking at Tony Kelly as well, like in in twenty twenty, and and looking how good he is now. Like, when you look at his form, I suppose back then, like he he always had the potential to go on to be, you know, one of the best hurlers in the country. Like, was that something even you could see back then, going up against him in that final and sort of seeing how good he he was in in twenty twenty, for example. I uh, I think the that Clare team, you know, just like you said earlier, littered with players. The likes of Tony Kelly, I suppose maybe he's maybe came a bit, uh, his name's a bit more popular and his performances maybe after that, the few years after, really, really, you know, he uh, 
he lifted his game really well after that. And I suppose I just had only had to watch his performances this year to see how good he still is, you know, seven, eight years on. Um, he's up for player of the year, I think, uh, shortlisted for that. Um, and, you know, Claire, what were they in the quarterfinals? Um, didn't make a semifinal. So, like, you know, he's... Um, no, I think I think that team and, and that group of players that were there were just unbelievable. And, you know, unfortunately, we were... Um, we were in the wrong end of that just yeah like yeah absolutely like and sure look like looking looking at what claire have gone on to do like i don't think there's any any shame in it considering you know obviously you know winning the all ireland that year at senior level as well going for three in a row like and i suppose like what was it like when you made your your senior debut for antrim i know you were in the senior panel a couple of years before that so what was it like i suppose coming into the team and and, and making your senior debut I, uh, 2011, I think, yeah, debut um, away to Leash in the Leinster Championship, and you know that was uh, probably again similar similar circumstances as that I was probably took it for granted at that stage. I was quite young, I think it was only only left school, um, 18, and just joined the panel, and and yeah, things worked out, and we had a we had a really good run at that stage. That was a that was a first of our, uh, I think we won maybe three or four games. Uh, we won that game, sorry, and then Wexford beat us the game after that, but then we had a good run in the qualifiers and uh, came up against a Limerick team at the end of that that were uh, that were very strong and um, we were on them pretty close actually. We were, we were, I think it was tight at half time and then they pulled off or pulled away whenever we got a man sent off. So, um, no, it was making, making my debut that year was, you know, um, very, very very, very big, and uh, it was an honour for me at that stage. Um, I suppose probably, yeah, it was, I was just um, trying to ride a wave at that stage, I suppose, whenever it was that, that age, thought, I thought every year was going to be like that. And I suppose I've been lucky enough to sort of stay in the panel and, and build my way up, um, I suppose, to where we're at today. So um, nine, nine years later or 10 years later so. Yeah, and and like, what was the hype like around Antrim? I suppose in twenty eleven and twenty ten as well, because obviously in twenty ten, beat the likes of Carlo and Dublin, gave Cork a good battle as well. Like, what was the sort of hype around Antrim hurling like back in those years? I like sort of touched on it earlier. You know, the the hurling hurling especially in Antrim, the the people and the supporters are are so. Um, are so supportive and they're so enthusiastic about the hurling. They're they're absolutely mad about it. Um, you know, whenever whenever the teams are going well, the, the you know you only drive up the road and you see like you know anywhere in North Antrim is, uh, you know, children are everywhere with their sticks and balls, and it's just like they're out in, in numbers, you know. And um, I suppose yeah, I remember two thousand and ten. I remember going to Crook Park. Uh, my brother was playing that year. Um, he was in the panel. I remember going to support him and and then watching them. Uh, I suppose the one against Dublin and then the playing against Cork in the quarterfinal. You know that was. Um, I suppose probably everyone thought you know this was uh, were coming back and coming back to the top of the top of the pile again at that stage. And I suppose maybe a few years after that we sort of struggled for a bit. Um, so, but no, it's been. Um, I suppose that you know that the team we had then, and you know, looks uh, look at the likes of Neil McManus is still playing, and he was a, a key player at that stage, and still a key player now. So, you know, there's uh, 
there's similarities in probably the two teams, the teams playing then, teams playing now in terms of age profile and, and levels and stuff too. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a big, big few years then. And I suppose hopefully we're hoping just to get back there again. So, Absolutely, yeah. Like, and you know, beating that Dublin team as well that we're, you know, in an All Ireland semi final, of course, a year later, and be Clare in that same season as well. Like, so undoubtedly, like a, a huge result, I'd imagine, at the time, like, especially for, for the county of Antrim. And I suppose, like, you know, when you did go up to, to senior level, like, what, what were the kind of challenges you think are there for players who maybe go from under 21 to senior level? Like, what, what kind of, like, how big is that set, step up, do you think? I think the probably whenever I started the step up mind have been as big then, but uh, I think you know the everyone's quite um, I suppose everyone's quite aware now of this the level that the teams are playing at now. You know you only have to look at the likes of the Limericks, uh, Waterfords, you know Kilkenny, Tipperary. Obviously, like the level of fitness and uh, conditioning and preparation, and even the hurling, the, the pace of the hurling now is. Um, is, has came on and increased so much, you know, over them years. So um, I think it's definitely tougher now if you're trying to break onto a senior squad and senior team. And um, it, it obviously can be done. You only have to look at some of the some of the young players that are breaking through still. But it's probably less less common now. Um, I know that I know that I suppose these profiles of squads have probably is, is is probably less and lower than it used to be. But um, it's definitely a huge step up and. There's a there's a lot of work needs to be put in before you ever make your senior squad or senior senior team, especially starting. So, absolutely, yeah. Like, and obviously in your time as well, like when you when you broke through the senior level, like there's been I suppose a number of changes, like to the structure of the of the championship. Like there was the group stages. I remember in Leinster, and you had the qualifiers. Then I suppose back to to Ulster, and then into the Joe McDonough Cup. Like, what have you made of all the changes? Like I suppose in your your time playing for Antrim, because certainly you know year on year it looks like obviously now there's a bit more of a settled structure, but year on year, especially for for counties and Ulster playing hurling, like there seem to be a lot of changes, you know, year on year. Yeah, we've we've probably um, like you say the Ulster champion or Ulster teams, especially um, I suppose any of the teams entering that sort of uh, middle bracket, you know, have been sort of. Um, at the hands of these sort of restructures, and um, it does feel at the minute that the the way it's, the hurling structure is really uh, really positive and bringing on like I suppose competitive matches and pairing up teams that are uh, you know similar standard and and uh, you know creating good games, competitive games really. Uh, there's a few few you know whenever I broke on, there was obviously. Uh, we were we were in the Leinster hurling championship, and you were coming up against some really strong teams at that stage, and you could have got you could have got a big beating, uh, but then you were competitive for maybe you know three or four games in a row. It was quite uh, it was quite up and down at that stage, and it was hard to I suppose keep performances consistent because you're coming up against such uh, opposition at such different levels. It feels at the minute that the the way it's structured with the Joe McDonough and the Christie Ring and even the you know on lower Nicky Rackard. The, all our competitions, it seems to be structured well. They bring on the best teams and and promote, I suppose, teams competing against each other that are at the same level. Um, but no, there were, were this. It's obviously very, very difficult to get yourself out of out of that as well. And we're, we we uh, we're, we're back in we're back in the Leinster hurling championship now after three or four seasons. And um, 
yeah, we're just we're we're happy to happy to be back there and hoping to consolidate our place there, I suppose, and get back in. I suppose once you're back in the Leinster hurling championship, you're back in the Liam McCarthy as well. So that's the main aim for us. And getting back there has been uh, that was a big driver for us last year was getting ourselves back in there again and taking it uh, taking as it comes now. So. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose when you look at counties like Down, Derry as well, and Donegal, who all kind of had, you know, relative success as well, like in the different tiered structures, like definitely shows a lot of positives for a lot of the counties in uh, in Ulster playing hurling in any ways. Like, and I suppose, and what have you made of, you know, playing in the Joe McDonough Cup like the past two or three years? Like, obviously, you know, massive success this year in or, or last year in 2020, but. I suppose in the other years, like you were there, thereabouts, and you know, very, very competitive, a lot of very good teams. So, what have you made of it since it's um, since it started? I since the Joe McDonough, they brought in that structure. I think that's been uh, it's been very positive, you know, for the teams. I suppose you talk to any of the, you look at any of the teams that are playing, um, you know, the the quality of them matches and the quality of the opposition and teams that are coming out of it. You only have to look at Leash and how well they've progressed the last few seasons, um, you know. And yeah, you're right in that we've been we've been there and thereabouts, but we we've probably struggled for a while to, on our consistent performances. We've we put in a good a good match, good uh, good performance, and then the next day we went out, we've been poor or we've struggled, and uh, that's probably something that was that was we tried to rectify this season. But you know, the Joe Joe McDonough's been. Uh, has been a big, uh, a hugely positive thing, you know, overall for Hurland, I think. Um, and, you know, I think whenever the teams come through, whoever the champions are come through, they've done well the seasons, you know, a couple of seasons after. And, you know, Carlo, Westmead, Leash, Kerry are very strong. Ourselves, we're, we're all trying to get, just chase off the, or get back into Division One and, and consolidate our place or stay there, you know. So um, I suppose, no, the, the Joe McDonald's been a big, big plus for us, and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes next season. I suppose we're glad we're we're glad we're in it, but we're glad to be out of it. It's definitely a tough competition, um, which probably deserves more. It, the one thing I would say about it is it probably deserves more promotion than it gets. Um, the games are so competitive, and probably probably be better to watch than some of the some of the games you would see in RT or TG Four at times. But they maybe don't don't, don't get the promotion, you know. Mm. And what do you think it was that, that drove you on and kind of got you over the line in the Joe McDonough Cup last year? Because obviously, I suppose Neil McManus was injured as well. And I think a lot of people probably felt that when he was injured, that maybe Antrim's chances probably wouldn't have been as good as previous years. But in the end, you know, won every game in the group stages. And then, of course, B. Kerry in the final as well. So what do you think it was for, for yourself and, and for Antrim that, that got you over the line? Um, I suppose there's a, probably... There's a few uh, different things at play, and you know we have a with a new management structure and team in place. Uh, came in last season for the first time. Um, you know, age profile of our team is is very young, and it's uh, changed probably the last two or three seasons. Has sort of been building up towards uh, you know getting a, a solid base of players there, which we probably had more settled. Uh, were more settled last season, um, and then just I suppose. Yeah, just the suppose right timing of every, all that sort of coming into play together, you know, getting the right people in place. Um, first of all, you know, on the sort of backroom setup and then just on the pitch. Um, yeah, and, uh, 
I suppose like like say yeah Neil McManus not being there definitely uh, made it harder. But I suppose it's maybe something that uh, you know moving forward we're probably we're going to have to do at some stage anyway. You know we can't we can't rely on Neil like I was I said earlier about him being one of the main players in 2011 or 2012 and no sorry 2010. Um, you know, and that's ten years later. He's still one of the still one of the key players. You know, at some stage, we're going, there's other players who are going to have to start to fill that that position in them bits. So, um, no, we're definitely pleased that we were able to get the wins and get the um, get the results. But it was uh, it was hard fought, and some of them were tough. Um, some of them were definitely really we 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 found it hard. So, but we got there. So. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose you mentioned Neil McManus as well. Like, what's what's it been like playing alongside him, and and how good is he in in your opinion? Yeah, he's look. Uh, Neil's a class act. There's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Like you've seen, I suppose everyone's sort of across Ireland's fairly aware of uh, of his ability and and seen him. Uh, you know, seen him playing, and um, you know he, he can compete with the best. And there's no doubt about that. And. You know, we're very lucky, I suppose, he's been able to, you know, the likes of someone of that calibre, having him part of your panel and part of your squad, able to pass on, like, sort of, you know, knowledge, uh, experience, and, you know, you know, it's un- invaluable stuff like that. You know, you can't uh, you can't buy stuff like that, you know, whenever you have players that get around. And, you know, he's, uh, but at the same time, he's not just there as a, he's not just there to pass on stuff, he's there to actually play and compete and, and lead the team as well, so... You know, I think that's testament to him as well because he's he's been playing at the top of his game for you know 10, 15 years, and he's there's no he's not looking like he's struggling anyway. I know I know he missed. You said he missed all the group games in Joe McDonald, but he still came on the final and scored four or five, and got us probably over the line. So, um, you know, he's a huge player for us, and yeah, we're definitely honoured to be able to play with him and and take a lot from him and. Um, I and that's it. He's, uh, but no, we, we keep reminding him that he's he's the oldest player in our panel by a, by a long stretch. So he doesn't enjoy the hearing that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, like when he came off the bench as well, like he was, um, he was exceptional as well. Like just, you know, the the way you know, I suppose when players normally come back from injuries, you think maybe they, you know, take a bit of time to to get off the mark or you know that they wouldn't be up to full fitness but he looked straight ahead when he came on and yeah undoubtedly for me like in the top five top ten hurlers in the country without doubt like and I suppose you mentioned there like Darren Gleeson as well the the Antrim hurling manager like what's it been like working under him because obviously you know he's an All-Ireland winner himself with Hipperary as a player so what's it been like working with him? Uh, it's been like Darren's Darren was in with us a few seasons uh, a few seasons before um, on like a coaching basis, and then yeah, this season he moved up to management um, and so like our, and the main manager really, and you know it's been a it's been a breath of fresh air really for Antrim Hurling. He's um, I suppose everything he brings along with it is enthusiasm, is you know he's as uh, planning, you know he's he, he's able to bring everything that he's sort of been brought up through through Tipperary and. He's been able to bring all that sort of background and experience with him, and um, I think the players have have enjoyed that, and probably they yeah, have definitely fed off it and grew a lot uh, off the back of having having Darren involved and having the I suppose the, him able to make them structures and get everything in place that we need to grow. I suppose so. It's mm. been great. 
Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose it was huge emotion as well. Um, obviously, when he's when he's beat Kerry in the final, um, you like obviously you couldn't celebrate it, obviously for obvious reasons. But like, what was the atmosphere like in the in the dressing room after winning that? Like, huge moments. Same day as the the All Ireland final, winning a, a major trophy, Joe McDonough Cup, of course, in Crow Park. Like, what was the, what was the atmosphere like after the game? I think the you know the players. Um, the players and management enjoyed it now in fairness and there's no doubt you know that you know crowd or not there was you know it didn't matter to us at that stage we 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 went there to get a result and you know we were absolutely delighted just after it um you know a bit of relief uh just and enjoy but enjoyed the whole experience of it you know and um you know and i'm really just really glad to be back get ourselves back you know um Everyone wants to play in the Liam McCarthy. That's the main aim. So, no, it was it was great to be able to to go to Crook Park and especially mid December is not your conventional year. You know, it was being able to have some sort of success or something positive come out of the back of everything that happened. And and for all our supporters at home, you know, the the support that we received from the from everyone in Antrim was uh, was unbelievable. You know, in the lead up and the the build up and the games before and also. Able, even able to give people that got a bit of a lift. I think the players uh, realised, you know, that that was that was a there was a lot more going on than just us uh, winning. You know, it was it was a big thing for everyone in Antrim. So, and I'd say that was probably you know maybe the highlight of your of your playing day so far, or at least at least up there, anyways. Definitely, no. Uh, I suppose Antrim Antrim teams, especially, have have, have struggled the last number of years in Crook Park and. Um, I suppose going there, getting a result like that, and uh, for me personally, being able to lead the team there and obviously get presented the trophy, and you know it's a huge honour, um, and and yep, definitely a big thing for me personally. But the the team itself, I think, given the given the the timing of it and the age profile of the squad, I think it was is very important for us to get the result and hopefully progress now. So, absolutely, yeah, like and. Like I suppose with the fact it was so close to Christmas as well, like did it feel? I'd imagine it felt a bit odd in some ways as well. The fact that you were playing a you know a final so close to Christmas and then spending time with your family afterwards, like I'd say it was definitely a a great way in in many ways to win so close to Christmas. But I'd say it definitely did feel a, a little odd in some ways as well. Yeah, well that's it. Like at uh, you know the celebrations and all aside, it was like you know it was. It was obviously a lot lower key on that front, but it was really nice, like you say, to be able to go back to your family and and uh, enjoy a couple of weeks off and you know have have that time off at Christmas. Like usually, normal season in a normal normal year, um, you would be back training say December, November, December, and you'd be sort you'd probably be training over Christmas and not really being able to I suppose go and enjoy. Um, time with your family, time with your your friends. I suppose I know I know maybe restrictions and stuff didn't allow you to maybe go out or or uh, maybe go and get food or something like that. But uh, just even having the time at home and you know to relax, switch off, sort of recharge is 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 massive. You know, and it's something that players don't get too often. So it was it was definitely nice, and you're able to sort of savor the savor the results, savor the run that we went on for two months before. You know and it was nice there. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose, like, how do you see yourselves getting on in, in Leinster in 2021? Obviously, um, highly competitive. 
championship in many ways. And I suppose you've leash in Dublin up there that I think, you know, Antrim could could probably easily be on their day. So like how, how do you see it yourselves going into Leinster in 2021? I we're, we're we're looking forward to obviously getting back there. Um we're not really sure obviously timings and structures of what way the the league's uh, sort of shaping up at the minute. Uh, I've heard sort of rumors about grips in the in it possibly and but no, we're we're looking forward to the, the competition and and playing these teams. You know, that's that's where we want to be playing and that's where we want to be putting ourselves up against, you know. And um, you know, the likes of Leash talked about earlier, very, very strong team and uh Dublin obviously, you know, they came back uh, avenged her their defeat the year before against Leash, you know, they, they're top teams, um, really, really good teams, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the, that's the main thing about getting back there is, is I suppose, challenging ourselves, seeing where we're at um, and, yeah, just uh, enjoying playing against the top, uh, against the top teams, hopefully, so. Absolutely, yeah, like, and I suppose, like, what players do you think for yourself or, or what players do you think for, for the Antrim team, like, I suppose, other than yourself, do you think that can can make a big difference going into 2021? Like, obviously, you said, like, you know, a lot of young players at the moment coming through, very young squad. So who do you see could really make an impact for Antrim in uh, 2021? Yeah, there's a there's a number of sort of young players at the minute are, are, are doing really well, working really hard and... Um, like obviously last season you've seen the likes of James McNaughton was he had a very very strong campaign Niall McKenna a really strong campaign we had a our, our squad at the minute is is as strong as I've ever seen in a squad in terms of you know from 30 32 30 players um, and that's something that's been a, a huge probably um, driver for us is having that main having the, the number of the players there and the squad always pushing the training and stuff like that. So, um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of the players. There's like, so Damon McMullen from Lock Hill came in towards the end of last season and played a bit of hurting, but he's uh, he'll hopefully get a, a proper crack at it this season. And, yeah, there's definitely so many. Like, so some of the some, some young Dunloy players come in off the back of their senior championship final. And, um, no, there's, there's so much talent. Uh, it's a good under under Hurlins in a decent enough position, but um, I suppose we'll we'll know that once in a few months' time. Hopefully, once the once the, the division one hurling gets going, and we'll see where we're at. Really. Yeah, and I suppose that's that's probably a great thing for yourselves as well. The fact that you're you're in division one, so you can actually. I suppose test yourselves out against some of the the top teams as well. Like I'd imagine you're probably looking forward massively as well to to, to playing Division One hurling as well. I suppose after the the promotion last year as well. Aye, that's it. Like the you know last year probably the you know the Joe McDonald was obviously massive and and getting back to Liam McCarthy, but the Division uh, Division Two A final winning that uh, as our first game back was probably as important, maybe more so. Um, I suppose that you only have to look at the, the top teams play there consistently and and perform consistently and that's where we, we know we have to be week in, week out if we're gonna have a chance of you know staying there. So you know like last season was a was a really, really uh, success for us to uh, promoted in the league and won the championship. So we can't complain, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to I suppose keep that momentum going now because we're you're obviously you're up against the opposition you're up against and players uh, quality of the players is is uh, through the roof now so um 
no, we're looking forward to it. And no, definitely division one is where you want to be, you know, week in, week out. So just no, we're hoping that we're hoping to find out some sort of fixtures maybe in the next few weeks or hear some sort of light shed on it and and then have that team towards, you know. So Absolutely, yeah. And like and, and hopefully definitely in the next couple of weeks they can definitely, you know, I suppose provide a bit of clarity on on different games and, and when the return, I suppose, will be like and like what do what do you see as a realistic goal for for Antrim? I suppose in twenty twenty one, like I suppose going into Leinster, do you think staying in the Leinster Championship is the the sole aim, or do you think maybe there's the potential there to even kick on or go on a run through the qualifiers if they happen? I think for us, probably this year, you know, realistically, I'd say it's probably you know keeping your position there. Uh, first of all, league. Um, you know, whatever you have to do to keep yourself in the, in the division. And then, you know, once you once you get yourself accustomed to playing at that, that intensity, that level, you know, competing against these teams that are, you know, obviously physically a bit further down the line, once you can do that, then, you know, then push on if, if you can. Um, so, no, definitely division one hurting, getting ourselves up to that speed, hopefully, and then, Staying there, and, and it's the same, same the Liam McCarthy. I know you're going to be playing against the same teams, but um, you know the Division One teams and senior Liam McCarthy teams, they uh, they they're able to raise their game. Uh, uh, like you can just see that they sort of they they play at a level in the league, but they, they have another step or another few steps that they raise their game for the championship as well. And you know that's going to be important for us is not just to you know try and stay in the Division 1 and the league is going to be trying to consolidate place in the Leinster Championship as well so mm. and I suppose like when you look at like uh, you know the population of Antrim and a massive city like Belfast for example and obviously there was a lot of political you know tensions there for for many a time like but what what do you kind of see as maybe one of the the big reasons for the fact that Antrim maybe haven't quite been able to I suppose kick on from you know getting to an All Ireland final in '89, and I suppose even when you were saying there in 2010, 2011, like what what do you kind of, in your opinion, anyway, kind of boil that down to? Uh, there, you know, there obviously, yeah, you're right. There's there's been things you know historically and um, Antrim that's probably held us back slightly, you know, in terms and, and that that goes across the whole province, I suppose, of Ulster, maybe um, certain aspects of that, but. Um, it's hard to know. I, I don't know if I could put my finger on one specific thing that's caused it, you know, that sort of way. But it's um, probably the main thing for us, I'd say, is just the geographical sort of divide or, look, you know, how, how far we're away from, you know, the teams that are that are playing um, at the top level, you know, week in, week out. You know, you, you look at, I suppose, uh, the likes of even just look at third level education and if it's given the Fitzgibbon Cup and you know these players that are the players that are progressing through that competition are are the players that are making up these county squads and the top club teams in the in the in the south at the minute you know and um you know I, I was lucky enough to play in the Fitzgibbon for Jordanstown at, at, at that stage on the uh, whenever I was there um, and I know I know a few of I think they we were maybe there's another group of of players uh, another group from Jordanstown played in the Fitzgibbon maybe around that time as well, maybe 2010, 2011. Um, and there's no, it's, it's not a coincidence that that's probably stuff like that is maybe a big part to play um, on players progressing and, and coming through the ranks, you know, and, and making up these teams that are, you know, at the top of their game. Like look at the Limerick teams and Cork teams that are, are hurting well, like they're, 
they're uh, littered with these players. Um, but no, definitely, I think, you know, consistently playing that level of hurling, whether it's your club club level, uh, college or county level, I think, you know, that's the, that's one of the biggest reasons. And um, it's probably something that we, we always, like, if we're going to get a, if we're going to travel down south, we have to probably one of the closest teams we can play, you know, in terms of Division One is Dublin, or um, you know, Leash. You know, that's that's a hell of a, a hell of a distance away. You know, really, uh, whenever you look at it. Um, but no, it's there's there's huge positives going on in Antrim at the minute. You only have to look at there's the initiatives up the likes of the Gale Fast that's that's running uh, to to improve participation in Belfast specifically and. Um, yeah, there's just there's a there's huge work going on in Antrim, you know, and um, the likes of you know a lot of the committees are back, uh, really, really driving hard and working hard and and supporting the county teams, uh, not just the herders, the the senior footballers and uh, camogie and ladies football, and there seems to be like the teams are all progressing and doing pretty well at the minute. Um, I suppose keeping that going is going to be the next uh, the next big step. So. Um, but no, I think I think Antrim and Ulster generally is is very very in a good position at the minute, and they're sort of probably in a positive place. So absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose you were kind of touching on on it there a bit as well. Like with, with clubs like East Belfast being set up, of course, as well. Like, do you think that will help in promotion of the sport, and I suppose the increase in participation levels as well? Yeah, no, uh, like. Seeing, seeing East Belfast and, and clubs like that, uh, you know, forming, you know, only the past year or a couple of years is is really, really good to see. And, you know, there's there's different teams in Belfast. I've seen uh, Wolf, there's a Wolf Tones club in Belfast. I've, I've started back again and there's plenty of other clubs are, you know, are working really, really hard off the, you know, that you, you mightn't see or maybe outside your, your bracket or your bigger clubs that you maybe don't notice, but, um, no, I think the likes of the likes of East Belfast starting and, and starting uh, GA in that area of Belfast is is really really good to see, really important. And I think you know if, if Belfast is going to keep progressing, and um, they need they need clubs like that, and they need uh, members and volunteers and players coming out of them places, you know. And um, but that's definitely they, they're doing really well there. So. Mm. And I suppose looking at Caseman Park as well, like, I mean, how important do you think that is as well for, for Antrim as well to, to get that built? Like, obviously, it's been been in the works for a while and I'm sure the COVID situation has probably slowed it down quite a bit. But how important do you think that is as well? Because obviously it would be a massive pull as well for Antrim for, for not just hurlers, but for footballers as well. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say COVID definitely hasn't helped the situation with, with it starting, but... It's uh, no, it's it's. It, I think everyone sort of everyone knows the situation with it and knows how important it is. It's going to be, you know. I suppose whenever you're driving down the Falls Road, if you can look over and see a, a brand new stadium like that, a state of the art, you know, players, young ones are going to be able to, you know, gives them something to aim towards and, and work towards. And it's going to be, a, you know, it's, it's a selling point in itself having that as your key sort of place and. Uh, for the GEA and Belfast and for Ulster as well, um, but no, I think you know there's there's a lot of stuff around that and a lot of stuff around GEA that you know casement's probably one of the key and central parts to that. And you know, I'm, you can only imagine like Ulster finals coming back there, you know, every year and the the number of of GEA people and 
young ones and players uh, coming into the city and um, you know that'll only be positive for for Antrim and for Ulster you know having their second biggest city in the island um, you know driving with the GA and like, there's there's huge pockets of Belfast and and parts of parts of the country up here that that just don't uh, don't play or aren't involved in GA at all you know it's that's uh, that's one thing you know you look at the population but there are huge pockets that just wouldn't consider it you know be that um politically or be that just just don't have uh, maybe the resources aren't there to try and push it in there and uh, it's starting to turn and things like case park will be you know flagship for for stuff like that happening so you know hopefully hopefully the the green lights give on up uh, the full green light has been sort of talked about slightly about this it's starting or starting but nothing's really started yet so we're still sort of waiting on the the full go ahead hopefully hmm. yeah and i suppose like obviously like you could imagine obviously like if antrim were playing galway or something like that and the leinster senior hurling championship like in a, in a game at casement park like that would be i suppose huge for a county like antrim and for a promotion of the sport and i suppose for the city of belfast as well like and and do you think as well, like with Caseman Park, like if that gets built and everything else we were discussing as well, that maybe, you know, Antrim can push on and build a sustained period of success somewhat and, and kind of kick on from there a bit more? I, th- I, th- I think there's definitely, there's definitely potential there. You know, the, the, the Antrim supporters and, and people are, are, uh, are so big into their sport and GA. you know, I think for if any of the teams, if the teams can keep... Uh, keep going in the direction they're going. I think it's only a matter of time before the likes of, you know, the, the, the supporters really get behind the teams and, and the GL just blow up in Belfast, you know, and it will really, really drive and, and uh, succeed. So I think, you know, the likes of Casement, where they're hoping is just a catalyst for, for that to sort of happen. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out, but you know, it's, you're definitely right. You know, the likes of Galway coming up or, you know, they're, I think, Originally, we were down to play Clare in our first uh, Division One league game this year, and whether there's supporters there or not. But if imagine in a in a in a normal situation, you know there'd be thousands of people at that, you know, there to see the likes of your Tony Kelly, the likes of and you know see see the likes of the Antrim team that you know got promoted, won the Joe McDonough, and haven't seen them yet. You know they'd be they'd be trying they'd be they'd be trying driving from all over the country, all across Ulster to really see it. And, um, so now we'll see see how it goes. Absolutely, yeah. Like if definitely if that gets built, you know, I could definitely see Antrim kicking on without doubt. Like, and I suppose we'll just before we wrap up, just look at one or two questions here, just from Instagram. Like, who 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 would have been the best player you you played against in your time playing for Antrim? Uh, best player we've we've come up against a few a few really good players. In fairness, Walsh Cup, I think we played against uh, TJ Reid and Richie Hogan. Um, and, and played them in Abbottstown one day, and um, they were they were very very strong, you know. There a couple of players like that, and uh, but uh, we've played probably over the years. Um, we played, not sure, maybe the likes of. Um, I always I get asked that question a few times, and the, one of the players I always uh, always found the hardest was Keith Rossiter from Wexford, or Mark and him. Um, very, very strong player at that stage and I was sort of breaking on the team. 
Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose like looking at TJ Reid and how good he is. Like, he doesn't look human half the time. Like, when you see some of the the points and goals, like he can score on the pitch. Like, and who would have been the best player you played with? Uh, the best player, uh, one of the best players, probably probably on our own squad would have been the likes of uh, Paul Shields, uh, one of the main players for Dunoy now at the minute. Uh, he played played at Antrim for for many years, and he was real real gifted player, and he's still he's still uh, he's still doing it for his club at the minute, and he's he's flying. So absolutely, so, yeah, like without doubt, like top class player. Well. Look, listen, Connor. Anyway, I appreciate you coming on, and um, yeah, appreciate your time. And look, listen, best of luck for for Antrim in uh, in twenty twenty one. Like whenever the the league and championship does come back. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Aaron, for having me, and no, I'll see. I'll get talking to you soon. Thank you very much for watching. I'd like to thank Connor McCann for coming on the podcast today to discuss all things Antrim hurling ahead of the upcoming twenty twenty one All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship, and of course, looking back at Antrim, of course, in. Uh, 2020 as well of course winning that Joe McDonough Cup so yeah look listen uh, very much appreciate Conor McCann coming on I do hope you all enjoyed stay tuned for more videos and more podcasts coming soon have a lovely weekend and I'll speak to you later